It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Washington football team fans, and welcome to today's episode of the Locked On Washington football team podcast. I am David Harrison, joined as always by Chris Russell. We are your hosts for this show, and you can find me on Twitter at dharrison 82 Find Chris on Twitter as well at russellmania621. You can also find Chris on Team 980 and 106.7 The Fan in D.C. and covering the Washington football team for Sports Illustrated. This show is found on Twitter at LockedWFTPod. And uh, Chris, you know, despite the fact that the Washington football team is not currently playing football and they're not part of the Super Bowl press conference festivities, we did have a press conference go down on Wednesday as Martin Mayhew, Marty Herney had their first public official meeting with the media. Uh, Ron Rivera was also there to to have some discussions and you were part of that. So right. uh, tell the good people what you thought coming out of that uh, meeting of the minds. Yeah, I, I mean, I thought it was interesting, David. I mean, we got 55 minutes with them, uh, all three of them. You know, Ron made an opening statement and then it went boom right into the quarterback situation. And um, yeah, I, I thought the biggest takeaway that I had is obviously they know that they have or the sense that you get from everything that they said is they don't have a long-term solution. They don't have a franchise stud solution. I don't think anybody should be surprised by that, but they did praise heavily uh, Alex Smith, at least Mayhew and Herney did. And when it came to Ron later on in the conversation, you know, he basically said, look guys, I'm not going to commit to anybody. We're exploring all options. And, you know, I think Ron's got to be careful because I think Mayhew and Herney are kind of sensitive to saying the wrong thing and, fanning the flames ron is a little bit more comfortable with us he knows us because we've been dealing with him every day you know for the most part for a year so i think he understands that he can be a little bit more transparent a little bit more honest and when i say us i mean the daily beat reporters uh on the team and and i'm kind of in between right now you know but it, it was interesting because they said look you know we were just here for a couple of days we're evaluating everything but they both meaning herney and mayhew both mentioned a couple of times hey alex smith being very impressed with what he did five and one record citing the record uh citing that alex smith is a good fit in the system you know so it seemed like it seemed like and i want to be careful how i phrase this david it seemed like and i don't know if you had the same uh reaction you know uh, uh, again after kind of digesting some of it Mm. it seemed like mayhew and herney were more open to alex smith and ron is more kind of set on and i don't want to say moving on but much more open to it at least or much more convinced that alex smith isn't the long or the short term answer yeah absolutely i mean i think when you go through there and if you're alex smith listening to everything going on as as martin and marty are talking you're like oh man there's a lot of compliments coming my way and then ron gets on there and is a little bit more non-committal or or just kind of not willing like you said to kind of commit to any one name um, the thing that I really liked about the, the trio there and sitting there is really just how much they kind of harped on collaboration and how mm-hmm. this isn't going to be a a firm, you know, this is your job, this is your job, this is my job, we all go to work, leave each other alone. 
and this whole thing's going to piece it to get to piece itself together. Uh, they're really kind of looking at this as like a, as like a brigade system in a kitchen. You know what I mean? They're all trying to make the same, you know, five star meal or whatever, but they've all got kind of their part of, of what, the, what is getting made in the kitchen there. And then they're all going to put the production out there. Um, but I did notice that Martin and Marty kind of, you know, related it a little bit to Ron kind of having that final decision. Um, but then, you know, having the spirit of togetherness and, and making the right decision versus being right in their decision. I don't think any three of these or any of these three men are going to come into the situation trying to say, you know, if, if Martin comes in and wants to keep Alex Smith, Marty wants to give Taylor Heineke a shot and Ron wants to draft a guy, nobody's going to come into that conversation saying, I've got to be right mm-hmm. at the end of this. Instead, they're all going to come in there, listen to each other because they trust in each other's intelligence football IQ and know that they want to come out with what they feel together is the best decision for the franchise. And I think as long as the three are operating in that type of rhythm, that this franchise can't go wrong. I think they've got three really smart guys that have the interest of the team and the best and the best interest of the team at heart. And I think that's really important. And I think that's what they found. Yeah. I, I think, you know, they stressed over and over again, how they see things like how they are philosophically aligned, yeah. either Mayhew and, and, Marty Herney or all three of them. And there's no doubt it's going to be a collaborative effort. Now, like you said, what happens when one wants one thing, one wants another (laughs) and one wants, you know, I mean, obviously they're going to have to solve that. And look, there are so many tentacles to just the quarterback position. Uh, Again, I I truly believe, and I I think I've said this already with you since we started doing the show together, that Alex Smith wants to come back. Alex Smith could want to come back. Doesn't mean they want him. One, certainly not at the salary cap number of 23 and a half million, right? He's going to have to cut that if he's going to want any chance to stay around. Now, can you guarantee Alex Smith anything more than a shot at the starting position? No, I don't think you can. If you can get him to lower his cap number and therefore his base salary, which is for the first time in his deal since the trade, non-guaranteed, right? Mm -hmm. So that makes up a big bulk of the 23 and a half million dollars. So he can whack a whole bunch of that. Hey, stay around cap number four, five, six million, whatever it might be. I guess it would have to be about, you know, five or six million roughly, you know, but stay around because you like being here. You like competing. You like the culture. You like this. You like that. Uh, you know, they rehab you. They gave you a chance, all of that stuff. So I, I think the way I kind of read all of this is Alex is going to have an opportunity as long as he's willing to, to dance on the money and the cap number. Um, the other thing real quickly that stood out to me, and I don't know, again, if, if you picked up, uh, necessarily the same vibe as I did, but I'll, I'll I'll ask it to you this way. A couple of times, Ron Rivera, Marty Herney, and Martin Mayhew all said, look, you know, we, we, we're exploring all options, but mm. we have to make sure we don't essentially sell the farm. And we right. have to make sure we don't sell so many assets and so many resources and give up so many things in the pursuit of the one thing that we kind of ideally need that we strip the the talent around him. And, you know, I just always go back, David, to, you know, Peyton Manning when he was in Indianapolis, right? Everybody thinks, oh, Peyton Manning didn't have a defense. So that's why he didn't win more championships. Well, the reason why part of the reason why he didn't have a a defense is because he was absolutely overloaded on offense and they had like 80% of the salary cap on offense, Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne, Dallas Clark, all those guys. So they did it right in terms of surrounding their franchise quarterback with a lot of talent, which is basically what Ron and the crew were getting at today. But yeah, the key is balance between all three of the units. You can't have a great offense and then, then a shoddy defense and bad special teams either. And I think they're keenly aware of not stripping too much 
of what they have specifically on defense just to help out the offense. Yeah, absolutely. And, that, and that's going to be critical for the, for the health of the franchise. I mean, you look around the NFL and not for nothing, when you talk specifically about Deshaun Watson, again, we've talked about that no trade clause that he's got and the fact that he he not necessarily forced them to go to send him where he wants, but he does have a little bit of control over where he lands as well. I mean, he's, he's not going to want to go into a situation. I mean, if the deal comes across the table that, you know, the Washington football team's going to send, you know, three first rounders, two third rounders, Chase Young, you're not going to want to do that. And, and I think if you're Deshaun Watson, you look at that, you're saying, I'm, I'm walking from one team that has me in a situation to another team that's right. going to have me in a very similar situation. He's already got the coverage trip bear uh, in Houston and, and in large part because that DeAndre Hopkins trade. Um, and now they're talking about sending J.J. Okay. Watt away as well. Yeah. He's not going to want to go to another franchise that's now sending all of their best players to Houston in order to get him there. He's just, he's, all he's doing is he's hopping out from, you know, what is it, uh, jumping out the fire into the frying pan. Like, that's not, uh, that's not going to be a situation he wants to go in. And, and the good news, it doesn't sound like that's a situation this team's leadership is looking to send them in anyway. Yeah, along with David Harrison, I'm Chris Russell. This is the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast. Uh, coming up, we're going to uh, chat about the Derek Carr trade rumors. Uh, just, you know, I guess one more thing on the Herney, Rivera, and Mayhew trio uh, and press conference. You know, a couple of things, uh, I, I guess little things that jumped out to me. Rivera was very complimentary and very praiseworthy of a guy named Rob Rogers, who's basically their cap guy and their contract guy. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, it, it's interesting because going back to week two, I had heard that, you know, Rob Rogers was kind of disappointed that he didn't get the GM position. Now he doesn't get it again, but Ron, Ron hailed him as a hero, yeah. you know, saving their proverbial butts um, <laughs> while he was dealing with cancer, with all the contract stuff, with the cap stuff, with all the business administrative stuff. You know, one thing we didn't get cleared up is who among Mayhew and Herney is going to take the bulk load of it. I believe it will be Mayhew, the GM and Herney, who didn't really want to do all of that stuff, who really wanted to scout more and be more a personnel evaluator. And that's what his passion is. Uh, less administration, more evaluation. Uh, I think that's going to be the breakdown. The other thing uh, real quickly that I wanted to bring up and get your thoughts on uh, before we turn the page, uh, I asked the two, my second turnaround after I asked a clumsy question about the senior bowl. And by the way, actually Herney saved me because he said, Hey, look, Jim Nagy and the senior bowl and you were down there did a great job with everything. He said, yeah. we talked to 136 different yeah. players, which seems like an absurd amount of, of players, but I mean, they knew they had to get a lot of people in, right? Because right. if you don't have the combine and so on, yep. number one, that, and number two, when I asked Mayhew about, Hey, what did you see? A good defense or a great defense? I thought it was interesting because I've argued that this was a good defense and not a great defense. He said, I saw between a good and a great defense. Yeah. And he said in San Francisco, when they played in uh, mid-December, they thought they could attack this secondary. And he said the problem with that was we didn't have time to get to the secondary because of the defensive line and how good it was. And then Herney basically said he saw an excellent defense. So I think the jury is still out a little bit on how good this defense is, but I was impressed by Mayhew to at least say, Hey, look, you know, wasn't elite. It wasn't great. There was a weakness we thought we could attack. So I would expect that's going to be an area that they want to fortify this off season, especially with, um, you know, you look at, you don't know what's going to happen with Kendall, uh, with uh, um, Landon Collins and Ronald Darby's a free agent as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, a lot of good things coming out of that press conference and, you know, some some solid answers in some places and maybe some not so solid answers. I think people wanted more information, especially pertaining to the quarterback and just what they were looking for. But 
you know, uh, wisely, I think these these three gentlemen did not give too much information as they continue trying to nail down who or what their quarterback plan is for the future, at least 2021, if not beyond that, um, as they try to get this this Washington football team vehicle going in the right direction. Uh, and if you guys out there have a vehicle that you need help getting into the right direction, we want you to go over, go over and visit our friends at rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models of vehicles, guys, it's literally impossible for your auto parts store to stock all of the things that every single car owner is ever going to need. And if you do go in there and they happen to have something, you're only going to get the selection that they have on their computer that their company gets paid to sell. Choosing only the brand that their warehouse happens to carry. You have a computer. You have access to rockauto.com in your home, in your pockets, wherever you are. Rockauto.com has everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The the rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. TurboTax experts make your moves count. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this Locked On podcast is brought to you by TurboTax. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts will make sure that they count for you. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? Well, that's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That is a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? That quite literally would be a move, or maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house, or you switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming, or maybe you just rode the stock market to the moon and back. Any of those things that you did or any other moves that you made, TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and every deduction you deserve, filing with 100% accuracy and getting you your max refund guaranteed so switch to TurboTax today make your moves they'll make them count see guaranteed details at TurboTax.com slash guarantees experts only available with TurboTax live all right and also guys here to remind you right here on the Locked on Washington football team podcast while we cover everything you need to know about the Washington football team you need to know about the rest of sports. Now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today, hosted by the great Peter Bukowski. It's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Pod, uh, Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts, including this one, the Locked On Washington football team podcast. All right, with David Harrison, I'm Chris Russell. Good to have you with us here on LOWFT. Before we get to our guest, Steve Cofield uh, from Vegas, Uh, who covers and talks about the Oakland Raiders. Let's quickly get into this and set the scene. Uh, This report came from Vinny Bonsignor of the Las Vegas Review Journal, I think on Wednesday night, David, Mm -hmm. about Derek Carr and maybe this weird plan that the Raiders have of potentially luring a quarterback-hungry team like an Indianapolis, a Chicago, Washington was specifically mentioned, to give them, say, two first-round picks in exchange for Derek Carr so that they could take two of their own first-round picks and then package the two first-round picks that they acquired and essentially a nutshell of four first-round picks to Houston for Deshaun Watson. I guess quickly before we get to our guest, Steve Cofield, what would you make of that type of scenario? And do you believe that's plausible in any way? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think first of all, it's incredibly interesting because I think every single year we have this conversation of John Gruden and Derek Carr and, and just how much John Gruden doesn't want Derek Carr to be his quarterback of the future, whether he's looking at Kyler Murray or somebody else. 
Uh, and then every year I, I ask, I ask a, a Raiders beat reporter or, or a podcast or somebody close to the team. If, if the, if the disconnect between Gruden and Carr is real, and I usually get told, no, John Gruden absolutely loves Derek Carr and he wants him to be his quarterback. But then we circle back around and we do this all over again. So it's just kind of funny to me. And listen, I'm a Derek Carr fan. And I think there's enough Derek Carr left, and I think he has enough ability. I mean, we, we saw it when, you know, before the, the Raiders became the Las Vegas Raiders and we're still back in Oakland, and he actually had weapons like Amari Cooper and, and Michael Crabtree and all that stuff. Derek Carr is a quarterback who by himself can't take you to the promised land, so to speak. But if you put some weapons around him, and it doesn't, you don't need, you know, the best wide receiver group in the, in the National Football League to, to be there. But if you put some decent weapons around him, he is a quarterback that can do some good things for you. And yes, he can push the ball down the field, even though a lot of people don't give him credit for being able to. So you already have Terry McLaurin. If you get a Derek Carr, you know, uh, obviously, you know, trading first round draft picks always hurts a little bit. But again, this wide receiver class, if you're going to trade a first round draft pick and then try to put weapons around that quarterback while also bolstering your defense in the middle rounds of the draft, this is actually the year to do it because you can give up that first round draft pick come back in the second or third rounds, go after an offensive tackle, go after a wide receiver, still get decent talent, and then look into the middle rounds and even late rounds for some defensive help that you can you can try to mentor and everything else. And then you still nab a free agent here or there and still put together a pretty solid team. And then because of the state of the NFC East, I think that team looks like a division winner again. Now you're back in the playoffs. Uh, again, kind of going back to the press comments, there's a difference between being in the playoffs and being in contention for a Super Bowl. So maybe you're not in contention for the Super Bowl the first year, even though you're playing in the postseason. But it's definitely a great start. So for me, I like the idea, and I like the idea of bringing Derek Carr in, especially if it only costs you two first-rounders. All right, that is David Harrison. Uh, I'm Chris Russell. We're now joined by my pal Steve Cofield, who I used to work with a long time ago at the uh, Sports Fan Radio Network and lucky enough to have maintained contact all this time. He joins us from Las Vegas now. He hosts Cofield and Company on ESPN Las Vegas in afternoon drive and does all sorts of uh, other things. He's the king of Vegas, as I like to call him, and he's here to talk about Derek Carr. Steve, thank you uh, for your time. Obviously, the report from Vinny Bonsignor on uh, Tuesday night suggesting that the Raiders are looking at a situation with Deshaun Watson and perhaps trying to lure one of these teams in to give them two first round picks. How much buzz did that create in Sin City uh, in the middle of this year Super Bowl week? <laughs> tons, tons. You know, it's weird with the Raiders. I, I don't feel like they're the hometown team yet because we didn't get to go to games. And, you know, it, this is a transient town. So we got all these people in town who live here who are fans of other teams. But, uh, you know, I feel like the off season has actually been more of this bonding moment. Right. Uh, and it's rumors like this. It's the off season where we get all these, these crazy stories out there that is, uh, I think has the town of buzz because they, we all were kind of disappointed with the way the Raiders season went. They got off their great start and then they fell apart down the stretch and, and going back to Oakland and now here for a year, there's something about Derek Carr, like, like, you know, he's good, but you don't think he's great. And is he a guy who's going to take you to a Super Bowl? Is he a guy who, by the numbers, is really like the number eight or nine quarterback? Or is he closer to like 15, 16, 17? And when you start talking about Deshaun Watson, you're talking about a legit top five quarterback who's 25 years old. So, yeah, uh, long story short, there's been a ton of buzz about this. And uh, Carr has star power. I think Deshaun Watson coming to Las Vegas and playing for the Raiders would be boffo and uh, take the Raiders to the next level. Yeah. And Steve, I think, I think you basically are going to answer my question, but I want to ask you anyway, just to get it on record. I mean, when you, when you look at the price of four first round draft picks, that's obviously really expensive for any franchise to give up for a quarterback. Uh, but the Raiders, I mean, if this is a deal they pull off, I think it's kind of the smartest way you can do it. You're essentially taking two first round picks from somebody else that you never even had in the first place 
pairing it with two that you have now and you're going out and getting a franchise quarterback. So to me, you know, you always you always have and like you said, going back to Oakland, you kind of always have the question of is John Gruden really in love with Derek Carr as his quarterback? To me, this seems to be more about the fact that Deshaun Watson not only is probably more talented already, but then how young he is in the future that he could provide for this franchise. Am I accurate in saying that this is more about getting Deshaun Watson and less about getting rid of Derek Carr? Totally. I mean, I I, I think that uh, you you portrayed it or described it accurately there that um, as a Gruden grinder, Derek Carr's not really that grinder and that alpha personality. He's got a weird personality and he's actually, he's often kind of beefing with almost no one. And then the media a little bit about anytime he starts to feel like people are questioning him or he's losing confidence, he gets really weird. He's actually, believe it or not, he's actually blocked almost every major media person in town already, which is really? so infantile and childish. I, I, I don't get it. Now the weird thing with this story, the way it's come together, all Vinny wrote, and Vinny actually works, we have a, in our group, we have a station, we branded Raider Nation Radio. Um, and, you know, a lot of it is kind of dictated by the Raiders in terms of who's on the air. All Vinny wrote for the local paper was that there's interest out there in Derek Carr and he could fetch two second round picks. Uh, I'm sorry, two first round picks. The four first round pick thing, you guys know where this came from, right? The genesis of this whole thing. It was... Colin Coward going on a show a couple of days ago and saying, hey, the Raiders should make the call. They should offer Carr, Waller, and four first-round picks. Like, there's been no right. real confirmation that it would be four first-round picks. This is a radio invention. And then because that was out there, and then all Vinny wrote was, hey, there's interest out uh, in the NFL to trade for Derek Carr. This thing is blown up. And I'm like, all <laughs> Vinny wrote was people would like to trade for Derek Carr. And by the way, I do not believe Derek Carr would fetch two first-round picks. I think that's silly. I also don't believe that the Raiders would offer four first-round picks. I don't know that they would offer Darren Waller. This is all kind of like we're throwing this together, and I thought the Colin deal that he suggested, and we said this on the air, like there's a deal to be made. The whole point is make the freaking call. It's not some hatred of Derek Carr. Deshaun Watson better. You have to make the call, especially here's the other thing. You've got an organization in disarray. Who's – Who's making the calls? I think it's Nick Casario, who's over from the Patriots. If it's this Jack Easterby guy, you know what? Get him on the phone. Get, <laughs> here's the other thing. Casario might say, you know what, Nick? Or, um, you know what, Jack? We're not doing that deal. Easterby might go around him and go, let's go. Derek let's go. Carr's a Christian. He matches this market. You know what? We'll do two first-round picks. And, uh, you know, uh, John Abram. You got to make the call. You don't know what these guys are going to do. They're lunatics. And and David Carr, Derek, Derek's brother, worked out so well for that organization in that city. Right? You know, <laughs> how ironic would that be if that's their consolation prize for losing to Sean uh, Watson? I'm going to betonline.ag and I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. And guys, so can you with the big game coming up this Sunday, the final game, right, of the NFL season. There's only one place you need to go. And it's betonline.ag. We wouldn't tell you to go anywhere else. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag. Use the promo code locked on and get your 50% welcome bonus. Whether you want, again, the total, whether you want the, you know, the, the, the line spread, whether you want the money line, whether you want prop bets, NBA, NHL, whatever kind of action, college basketball, it's all available for you at betonline.ag. Again, the promo code locked on, 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit at BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And if you're, uh, if you're at a watch party this weekend for the big game, I mean, I know they're going to be a little bit smaller than usual and probably a fewer and far between, but if you do happen to be one of the lucky few who has maybe a big family living with you and you throw together 
a bunch of snacks and a bunch of food to watch the big game, and you need to burn off some calories afterwards, Echelon has got you when it comes to getting or staying in shape. Nothing feels as good as that feeling of accomplishment, hitting your fitness goals, and feeling great about yourself. Echelon can get you there. Echelon offers the next generation of connected fitness, bikes, mirrors, rowing machines, and their Echelon Stride Smart Treadmill. No matter what your favorite fitness activity, Echelon gives you a fun and challenging workout from the comfort of your own home. They have world-class instructors who will motivate you with thousands of daily live and on-demand studio-level classes, always available when you need them. Right now, you can try any Echelon Fitness equipment at home for 30 days. Go to echelonfit.com slash locked on. That's E-C-H-E-L-O-N fit.com slash locked on to get involved with Echelon Fitness. Thursdays on Locked On NFL are a must-listen as Ryan Tracy and Jake Liskow break down teams across the NFL from an analytics and team-building perspective. Get the expert analysis on your favorite teams from Ryan and Jake every Thursday. Subscribe to Locked On NFL wherever you get podcasts. Steve Cofield, Cofield and Company, ESPN Vegas, uh, with us for another moment or two. Uh, they've made uh, the Raiders five first-round picks, I think it is, uh, in the last couple of years, and obviously only have one at number 17 this year. So it's almost right. like like the Rams have a religious aversion. We're talking about religion. Uh, here, the Rams have a religious aversion to first-round picks. The Raiders have had a ton of them, all things considered, the three in one year, two in the next year, uh, right? So if there's any team that probably could part with some first-round picks, some now and some future, it is the Raiders, right? It's so pathetic, isn't it? That, that a lot of people, and even Raiders fans, are like, we can't pick in the first round. We stop yeah. doing it. So what, they're not worth anything. Not, <laughs> now that's a terrible attitude. They got to get better at delivering on their first-round picks. But to your point, it is amazing. McVeigh is like, I don't care about first-round picks. Win, 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 win right now. Oh. And the Raiders are more conservative trying to collect picks. But, yeah, the Raiders have got to get better. And that's why they are you know, where they are right now at 7-9, and 8-8, nine, 9-7. Eight and eight, nine and seven. You can't miss on this many first-round picks. John Abram. I don't know what they're going to do with him. I think they're going to make him a small linebacker. Mm-hmm. Furl is a rotation defensive mm-hmm. lineman. Jacobs has been good, but can you really justify, unless they're unreal, taking a running back in the first round? Arnett really didn't play. He was hurt. Most people thought he was really a second or third round pick. So the first round pick so far with Gruden and Mayock together have been bizarro. Yeah, definitely looking a little bit easier on television than it is in actual uh, execution of it. Uh, right. When you look at a team like the Washington football team, though, so you say you wouldn't give up two first-round draft picks for a quarterback like Derek Carr. If you're looking at uh, WFT and kind of where they're at, how their season went, their future with Alex Smith and, and everything else kind of going on there, what do you think would be a, a worthwhile trade offer to make to an organization like the Raiders for Derek Carr, knowing him as well as you do? I'll, I'll bounce it back to you guys. Are you guys in on trading two first-round picks? What, I mean, I am year, personally only. Really, you are okay. Yeah, only David, because David, I look at it like David this. Really likes Carr. Yeah. Uh, he likes Carr more than more than I like him. Now, more I, than I, most. I like him, but I, I I don't think I'm kind of with you, Cofield. I think he's somewhere between good and probably very good at times, but he's not great, or at least that's my perception of him. And I agree. I don't think Derek Carr is a great quarterback. I don't think I would ever describe him as a great quarterback. But when I look at trading two first round draft picks, so if you're trading your 2020 draft pick. I kind of look at that as we're spending this 2020 draft pick on a quarterback. Can we get a better quarterback where we're currently sitting in the first round with that pick than Derek Carr? And I don't think you can where the Washington football team is picking. So now what we're really giving up is we're giving up next year's first round draft pick. Presumably it's the next year's first round draft pick for the right to get a better quarterback this year. And then also kind of bring in, you're basically paying for a little bit of of that experience. Now you still want to go out in the second, third rounds of this year. And then of course in the future and put some more weapons around Derek Carr. We've seen the best Derek Carr has been when he had weapons around him. You're not asking him to take, you know, uh, the Danny Amendola's of the world and make them pro bowlers. You want to bring in some pro bowlers to elevate Derek Carr to be to even better levels that he can. 
Now, we talked about this a little bit earlier this week, Chris, where a lot of times teams will open up. And again, this is all conjecture right now, but they'll kind of open up higher than they actually think they'll come right. in. So if if Las Vegas has come out saying we want two firsts for Derek, then maybe they'll take a first and a third or maybe even a first, a third and a fifth. And I would much rather give up a first, third and a fifth for Derek Carr than two mm -hmm. firsts. But I also kind of look at like house shopping. Like if you come in under on the first two houses you really love and you get outbid, and then you come into that third one, eventually you got to say, you know what, we're just going to give you asking price and then move in because we love the house. We'll decorate it later. We'll get the landscaping around done later. But for right now, let's just get our house. And that's kind of how I look at it for the Washington football team. No, I, I think that makes sense. And right now this is like their second swing at the pinata if they make that call or if that call is actually transmitted. So I'll ask you, Steve. Um, with, with with what David just said and kind of like what we're talking about, if if Ron Rivera called up and said a first, a third, and a sweetener of a fifth, let's just leave it at that. Like, you know, kind of what David's proposal was, do you think that would be enough um, reports or no reports for Derek Carr? I don't think it would be enough. Yeah, I think it would be short. Um, because then it doesn't give them the capital, the, you know, the immediate capital to turn around and, and if they do want Watson to go to trade for Watson, yep. the other option on the roster, I think they're really high on Mariota, but I don't know if they're so high on Mariota that they would make the change and then not get a King's ransom back yep. for Derek Carr. And I, to me, so much of this depends on, cause you're right. Football team. I don't know how you guys do this all the time. Cause I just laugh every time I say it. <laughs> football, football team needs a quarterback, but so much of the price depends on what the bears. And I think the Colts do who are all funny, right? They're all in that 19 to 21 range right. in the first round. If the, the Colts and the Bears are freaking, you know, rotten up, all fired up about Derek Carr, then the price is going to be two first-round picks, which I, I still believe is an amazing haul for Derek Carr. Um, Chris, you and I, you know, we, we grew up in the same area, just a little north of where you guys are in D.C. And that whole northeast corridor, man, D.C., Philly, Baltimore, you know, New York up to Boston. And it's a, it's a media frenzy. And if Derek Carr was having a tough time in freaking Oakland yep. as a second team in the Bay Area and here in yep. Vegas where we are, to this point, we are pussycats, you know, covering the NFL. We're nice, you know. He, go, he goes in with this, like, lack of confidence thing, and he's reading all the papers, and he's, tw you know, tweeting and Instagramming and trying to send out freaking subtweets. Like, he's huh. going to go crazy. Yeah. And, you know, if he doesn't play well, people are going to turn on him quickly. So that's, that's always my worry when I talk about athletes and matching him to markets. Yep. He better be real careful because the room – I'll give you the rumor. Uh, I don't know where Vinny got the story from. I believe it's a car plant that the, that team car planted this one. Maybe he wants out of Oakland, but I also, I think he's very sensitive. I think he's tired of having people suggest that he's not the guy for the Raiders. So he's kind of tried to go over the top on this one and camp car, you know, may have given some information to get mm. this whole thing going. So you can see like he's, He's got he's kind of sensitive, but be careful what you wish for, man, because, yeah. you know, uh, and I won't just say Northeast quarter. Chicago is a freaking tough town. Yeah. So you land in yeah. one of those towns and, you know, you want to get all butt hurt and start blocking media members. That ain't going to fly. No, that's not going to work around here. I tell you that we chew them guys up, you know, that start doing that uh, as yeah. Robert. Chris, third. Tough guy, Chris. I love it. <laughs> hey, listen, Robert Griffin, Robert Griffin, the third and Dwayne Haskins found out exactly how tough yeah. this media core around here could be. Uh, Steve, thank you so much. Appreciate the insight. Great job. Uh, as always, uh, people can listen to your co-field and company ESPN Las Vegas uh, in afternoon drive and anything else you want to promote. Yeah, we're on 5 to 9, uh, up on lvsportsnetwork.com, 5 to 9 Eastern time. And uh, you know what? Uh, check out my Twitter account. It's at Steve Cofield, C-O-F-I-E-L-D. I actually do a second show almost every night. We do a late-night podcast. It's late your time. Right. But generally, we start up at 1.30 in the morning your time, and we cover a lot of Vegas stuff. But it's more of a national feel. It's a lot of gambling. 
a lot of guy talk. Um, if you don't like cussing, don't watch it because it gets a little <laughs> gets a little blue with the language. I, li- I like a, a good little cussing. Yeah. I can't believe a New Jersey guy like you is calling it cussing instead of cursing. Know, right? Hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Mr. Cofield. I appreciate you. Appreciate you, Steve. All right. Once again, that is Steve Cofield from Cofield and Company in Las Vegas. Does a great job covering the Raiders uh, and as well the Las Vegas sports scene, uh, David. So obviously, you know, right now we have a situation where we don't know, of course, if this is more conjecture on Vinny Benson, yours point. Uh, I don't know, as we talked about in our first segment, I don't know if Washington's going to be willing to give up two first round picks for car even though he's an established veteran and I, I would also say you know the, the the context of the article was a little bit strange in that it almost seemed like Bonsignor was doing John Gruden and Mike Mayock a little bit of a favor by pumping up car and if you're pumping him up and saying how great he was top 10 this how valuable he was two first round picks well then why are we trying to get rid of him you know, clearly, if you're trying to get rid of him, there's a reason you think he's flawed, right? In yeah. some way, shape, or form, or maybe he's maxed out. And that's fine if you think that, but don't tell me how great he is if you think he's maxed out. You've been with him for a couple of years, meaning John Gruden, Mike Mayock, so on and so forth. Um, it, it's always interesting how these things uh, play out. So again, thanks to Steve Cofield for sharing his expertise uh, on that. One thing we wanted to get to here real quickly Um, and and, I mean, we have so much stuff to get to, uh, is this, and I came across this from betonline.ag. And by the way, we highly, highly suggest you go sign up now for betonline.ag. As we tell you about all the time, you get that 50% match bonus, uh, right in time for the big game, baby. Uh, and away you go. Um, I don't know if you saw this, David, the, the odds, the early odds to win Super Bowl 56, not to make it to win it are out for 2022 and no surprise the Kansas City Chiefs are number one clear in a way favorite five to one but there's quite the I guess separation between them and the team they'll face this Sunday the Tampa Bay Buccaneers next up on the board tied at 12 to one with the Bills the Packers the Rams the Buccaneers Uh, again all teams that you expect to be there you want to guess where the Washington football team wound up on this early 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 before we even play Super Bowl 55 Super Bowl 56 odds list uh, I would expect they're pretty low on the list. Well, you're right. Um, <laughs> I, I was I, I was expecting them to be low. I got to be honest with you, David. I was stunned that they were the second lowest. They were That's the crazy. second lowest at 66 to one, tied with the New York Giants. And I know they were seven and nine. I got it. I understand that. But they're only second best or second worst, I should say, uh, next to a five team group of the dredge of the NFL, the Cincinnati Bengals, the Denver Broncos, the Detroit Lions, Mm. the Jacksonville Jaguars with Urban Meyer, the New York Jets, all five of those at 75 to one, Washington and the Giants at 66 to one behind the Raiders, behind the Vikings, whose defense stunk behind Carolina. And I know Carolina beat them. Chicago doesn't have a quarterback. Do they have that much better of a defense than Washington? I I don't know that Pittsburgh's 30. I mean, there are some weird numbers from betonline.ag way, way in advance of Super Bowl 56. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and you look at it, and that just kind of shows that they really believe that the Giants, Eagles, and Cowboys lost the NFC East more than the Washington football team won the NFC East. And I mean, I think the only team you might be able to make that argument for the Cowboys if Dak Prescott doesn't get hurt, do they still finish with the same record and do they still lose the NFC East out to the to right. Washington football team? 
And I mean, I don't, I don't think you're guaranteed that they, they don't end up in the same situation. So yeah, definitely uh, an underselling of the Washington football team. I'd be interested to see if they have any, any current odds on just making the playoffs because while I don't know if I would take 66 to one odds for them to make it to the Super Bowl necessarily, I would probably take some pretty good odds for them making the playoffs next year. Uh, all right. That's going to have to do it for today, right? We're uh, appreciative of Steve Cofield for joining us from ESPN Las Vegas and Cofield and company, giving us a little uh, Q and a on uh, Derek Carr and we will have much more content throughout the week. Right, David? Yes, sir. All right. We're going to say goodbye. This episode is brought to you by 1010. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced and sustainably sourced from Botswana, 10 design masters have each produced a set of 10 uniquely beautiful diamond rings. And they're available now exclusively at BlueNile.com. This exciting collection of truly unique limited edition diamond engagement rings is available right now. Again, only at BlueNile.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading uh, the Locked on Washington football team podcast. Back with one more episode before the week is out and before you get ready for Super Bowl 55. Don't forget, follow David at DHarrison82 on Twitter, at DHarrison82. And make sure you check out his other podcast, the Locked on Bucks podcast uh, with James Yarko as they get ready for Super Bowl 55. I'm Chris Russell. You can follow me at Russell. Thanks for being with us, everyone. Adios. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.